Hello and thank you for joining us again for Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard and we are studying the life of Abraham as we walk through the Bible and this is of course uh, when we talk about Abraham he is considered again the father our father faith of the faithful and those who have taken a hold of the grace of God by proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord of their life and anchor of their soul and this is what Abraham did and so as we study Abraham's life we can see how he approached God through faith. And you can go back and study these lessons as we've uh, walked through this book of Genesis. And you can go back to uh, this podcast, Journeys in Grace. Uh, if you have questions, you can reach out to Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com if you have any questions that want to speak to us uh, anytime in the future. So we're going to start again today in chapter 18. And hopefully we'll ch cover chapter 18 and 19 as we study Abraham through the lens of grace. All right, let's just get started. So as we uh, start in chapter 18, I'll begin reading. And the Lord appeared unto him, being Abraham, in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. <clears throat> and skipping down to verse number three, it says, Abraham said, when he approached these men, he says, My Lord, for now I have found favor in thy sight, if I've now, if I've now I found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. So Abraham saw before these men approached to Abraham or said anything to him, he recognized that they were men of God. He recognized because Abraham had again, he had the blessing on his life. And he had God had come to visit him. So as he had talked to God through time, because his ears were attuned. We have to be, his ears were first. The Bible said, hear what the Spirit said unto the church. He didn't say see, as he wrote in the book of uh, uh, Revelations. But here, Abraham, because he had heard God, he recognized him when he saw him. And I believe this was, uh, the Bible doesn't say it was Jesus Christ, but this is, uh, you can take this down as first, Derek. I believe this was Jesus uh, in presence or in, um, in bodily form here, appearing to Abraham as he begin to talk to him and to minister him, minister to him, and tell him not only about his life, his wife's life, but things that he was going to bring on the earth. So in the third verse, uh, Abraham said, Lord, if I found favor, stop. Fellowship with me. And this is what I believe that God has for all of us. His desire is, as he did with Adam in, uh, in the garden, the Bible says in the cool of the day that the Lord came, and Adam and Eve fellowship with him. They spoke with him. They talked with him. And uh, who knows what they discussed. But they became or they had time to get to know, know the Lord. And know uh, uh, the Lord as he spoke to them. And conversed with them. And I believe that's what God wants us to do, wants to do with us today. Is to have relationship. If we have fellowship, then you will have relationship. And as one man of God said, many of us who are saved. Uh, uh, if Jesus would come in our midst, we would miss him because we wouldn't recognize him because we don't have relationship with him. But that's what God wants. He wants relationships. In other words, he wants to talk to us, be involved in our life. See, that's what we have with friends and family. We have people who are involved in our everyday lives, who see what's going on, who we counsel with, who we laugh with, who we cry with, who we mourn with, who we dance with, because these are people who have relationship with us. 
So as we go through these verses here, we see God, uh, uh, the Lord coming and speaking to Abraham and talking to him more. So Abraham in verses 4 through 6 and 7, he prepares a meal. He speaks to his servant to bring a, uh, to bring a, a sacrifice, uh, rather not sacrifice, but prepare an animal. He speaks to Sarah in the sixth person, told her, said, <clears throat> make ready uh, the meal because Abraham was getting ready to fellowship with the Lord in the presence of these three men. And so as we go down to num verse number nine, now the Lord begins to speak of his promise to, to uh, not only to Abraham, but Sarah enters the picture. And it says, and uh, they said to him, or rather, this is the Lord speaking to Abraham. He says, where is, your where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. And he said, I will surely return to thee according to the time of life. And though Sarah thy wife shall have a son, and Sarah heard it in the pit tent door, which was behind him. Now, then the Lord begins to tell about the situation. And I think one of the most important things that we do as Christians is, although we, we are aware of the facts, we always must look to faith. Because if we allow it, faith will, uh, fa facts will override faith if we allow it. But we know that we have a God that's more than what we see. He's more than what we hear. This is what Isaiah 53 says, Who shall believe our report? Or to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And when Abraham was writing this, he was talking about Christ coming to the earth. Well, here in Genesis uh, 18, God has revealed himself to uh, Sarah and uh, Abraham. And he's telling them about his promise. And then, as the Lord tells her about this time uh, in next year, he says Sarah's going to have a son. And then the facts begin to say, Sarah and Abraham in verse number 11, they're old, stricken in, in years. And then he specifically talks to Sarah and says, the, the, uh, the process of a woman having a baby is this. Her body has to be prepared. And, and each month we know that woman's body is prepared when, in her youth. But it says though that, that rhythm of life it is no longer there with Sarah. With, uh, with Sarah. And so in the 12th verse it says, Sarah laughed within herself saying, she says, I am waxed old. So in other words, she's saying, time has built up on me. Things, life has accumulated so, age has, has, has compounded on my life so, that it's no longer, my body's not functioning now. I no longer can carry a towel because my body has, 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 has ceased. And see, many things in our lives have stopped. That may be a fact. It was a fact that Sarah was beyond childbearing. I believe she was now 89 or 90 years old. So, her time was over according to man. But when God speaks the word, don't you know, we all know that the word of God is a seed. And with a, and in a seed is life. And this is what God was bringing to Sarah. He was speaking life to her. That word that he spoke that, uh, that into her ears was a seed. The only thing she had to do was believe it. That's all that was required of Sarah was to believe what she heard. Because again, the word of God is a seed. So it says in the 12th verse, Sarah laughing in herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being also, uh, being old also. So she not only was saying, I'm old. She said, the man that I, my husband, who I'm married to, he's old too. So I'm beyond childbearing. He's beyond child producing. And the Lord said to Sarah, said to Abraham, he says, why did uh, why did Sarah laugh, saying, "Shall I be a 
shall I be of a surety? Shall I be of a surety bear a child which am old? And is then he says in the fourteenth verse, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything? Now again, that's why we're studying the, the reason we're studying the life of Abraham. That so much of what we face today, we see in the life of Sarah and Abraham as they went through trials and tribulation, ups and, you know, because of their having to walk out their life. And I believe this is why the, the Lord had Abraham to walk out through the land of Canaan so that he would, uh, through trials and through life circumstances, see the hand and the favor and the blessing of God was on his life. And there were some tests that Abraham went through more than once. What he had to see and we're going to read about later on how that Abraham went through test more than once and he failed both times. However, the grace of God was still there. It was still supporting him. It was still letting them know I'm with you. You just continue by faith. Was God pleased? I wouldn't believe God was pleased with him failing. But God knew the, the frailty. He knows the frailty of man. He knows us. He knows the Bible. Uh, I believe uh, uh, that, that, that he knows how much we can bear. He will not put more on, the, on us than we can bear, more than we are able to stand under. Sometimes life and its pressures, uh, if allowed to, can break us. And we all know of people that have broken under the pressure because they did not allow God's love, God's faith, God's word to come and be resident in their heart. But they tried to handle it. And when you try to handle something that only God can handle, you will break under the pressure. Or you'll produce a, a Ishmael, which never was in the plan of God, but yet here you are, because you chose your way rather than seeking God. Next thing you know, there is Ishmael staring you in the face saying, you know, you brought me here. I didn't ask to come. And yet he, he, he was there, and Abraham loved Ishmael. But, we're, but I'm going back to Sarah and to um, Abraham is that they had to learn and experience God. And by faith, they kept following. They kept following the word that God gave them. When they failed, when they succeeded, when blessings came, when uh, famines came, they trusted God. And yet, they were ardent. They were men. This was a man and woman of flesh, just like we are. And as I said before, and I'll say it again, that's why the Bible is so rich and why it can be applied today. Because God didn't put perfect people. In the scriptures, he put people who we could relate to and say, you know, I faced something like that. I went through something like that. I uh, 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 failed in that manner or I've been able to be victorious because I see what Abraham went through. And I, too, know that because he made it through, I can make it through. And this is why God put people in the scripture so we can have hope so that we can say, if God helped him and all of his issues, surely he can help me. And I have the same issues as he does. Maybe not the same problem, but problems that are similar. And when we see our failures, we need to learn to look to God. And God will plant that word in our heart. Give us that word. Give us that prophecy. Give us a sure word. And when we tap that sure word and trust in it, we'll see victory every time. So going back to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, verse number uh, 13, he says, Unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Fourteen, is anything too hard for the Lord? And at this point, at this appointed time, at this time appointed, 
I will return unto thee according to the life to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. See, God was the uh, the Lord was speaking something that was surely come to pass. Then he said in the 15th verse, Sarah denied, saying, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. But the Lord said, Yeah, yes, she did. And the men rose and looked toward Sodom, and Abram went out to them to bring them on the way. So as we read this, I want you to know and see at this stopping point that God, although fear came on Sarah and, and she laughed, and if you go back in the, in, the, in the previous chapter, when God spoke to Abraham, he did the same thing. And God told Abraham that your son is going to be named Isaac. I often wondered, I wonder did, did Abraham tell Sarah about his experience with God? I wonder did he tell her, to look girl, let me tell you what I, I heard the Lord say. And see, now we're in the, in, in the next chapter, and Sarah goes through the same thing. She laughed when he heard, when she heard that the Lord say, you're going, at this time of life, you're going to have this child. But see, because she, I believe she received, although she heard it, although she laughed, she received it. Mm, shall I have pleasure? And then she laughed. But the Lord said, at this time upon it, I'm going to come back. And according to the time of life, Sarah shall have a son. So how do we know? Somebody said, well, Sarah feared. How do we know that she had faith? Because she and Abraham had to come together. That baby would not have come. There wouldn't have been a, a, a virgin birth. But Sarah and Abraham had to come together. And they had to have relationship in order for this child to come to pass. And if they did not come together and conceive, I'm rather, if they didn't come together, the baby never would have been, never would have conceived. But Sarah, whose body was dead, trusted God. And we know, as we leap ahead in, in time, that the baby named Isaac, what the Lord said, and Isaac means laughter. And look, think about it. Abraham laughed when he heard it. Sarah laughed. And they, they, neither one of them uh, 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 continued to doubt. But doubt came to them. But yet, they said, you know what? They laughed. Mm, can you? I could have said, look what, God, look what God is promising me. And the word said, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. And so we go on down, and we read, I'm going to read some about in this uh, 17th chapter, I mean, this 18th chapter before we, we, we end. But I want to show you more how that God begins to show more of his, his desire to fellowship with men and to fellowship. And uh, the Bible says in, in the book of John that God said, book of St. John, he says that uh, he wished that none would perish, but that all men would come into the life, come into life, rather. And when he says in, in John 3.16, he said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed on him should not perish, but would have everlasting life. But in that first and second and third chapter of John, it talks about how the light of life came to men, and men knew it not, they perceived it not. And when we, if you read through the 19th through the 26th verse, it reads how that Abraham talks to God. And he said, Lord, I'm going to skip down to verse number, um, verse number uh, uh, 19, 24 rather. Well, Abraham began to 
bargain with God and to talk to God and to ask for mercy because Abraham recognized that in, in Gomorrah, in Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot was there. And, and he says, Lord, I'm going to step back one verse to 23. Abraham drew near and said to the, he was talking to God, wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Preventure there may be 50 people within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that therein? And as you go, if you would read down these next few verses, you will see how, again, the Abraham bargain, he went from 50 to 45 to 40 to 30 to 20 to 10, asking God, Lord, have mercy. And each time that Abraham made a request of God, the Lord said, yeah, I'll spare. Yes, I'll spare. Yes, I'll spare. Because God had a desire he desired that men turn from wickedness. He desired that we would come to uh, know him in the presence of his son, that we would have Christ in, in, uh, uh, in us. That's what we, we, we get when we receive Christ as our Lord and our Savior. He, becomes, he sits resident in us. He's there with you. No matter what your previous life was, no matter how deep in uh, uh, sin or how deep in the in the, in the chaos of this life you are. It doesn't matter whether you're, again, whether you're in jail, whether you're in the hospital, whether you're in your home, whether you are, are in a foreign country, whether you could be in Africa or Asia or America or, or Europe, wherever you could be in Antarctica. The point that I'm trying to make is the grace of God is sufficient. And Abraham had the blessing on his life, which is a, another form of saying grace. That's what you get when we get Christ. We get the blessing. We get all the Christ, all the victory, all the power, all the love. Jesus said, this power, in Matthew 28, he said, he said, I'm, he said, I have all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he said, I give it unto you. He goes, sit them out to heal the sick, to baptize, to save, to preach the gospel. All these things he gave to believers, to his disciples. And Abraham had the power as a uh, as a recipient of grace to go to the Father and say, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. If there be 50, 45, Lord. And he went on down in the number. And each time, the Lord said, yes, I'll spare. Yes, I'll spare. Yes, I'll spare. And as you go on through this chapter, again, as we go, on, we, we step over to chapter uh, uh, 19, we see that God could not find 10 people. He only found Lot's family, Lot, his two girls and his wife, and even his wife, as uh, if you would read the, the next chapter, or rather the chapter uh, of Solomon and Gomorrah, which we're not going to go in today, but as we, if you would read that, you would see that even she well, had so much of the world in her, in, her, in, her, in her, so many entanglements with what was behind her. You will never go forward with God if you are entangled with the word, world and all that it it uh, uh, entails all of the things that the care, the Bible calls them the cares of this life. The cares of this life will hold you back and pull you back into this, a worse condition than you were if you allow it. But the Bible spoke, when it talked about Abraham and Sarah, that it said that they had occasion to look back, but they didn't. They kept looking for that city that was not made with the hand, not constructed or not made with the hands of man. They were looking for the promise of God. And that's where we have to stay laser focused. If we want, if you want, if I want to see 
and, and uh, all of the goodness of God and live to the fullness and to your full potential, then we have to keep our focus on what God had promised to us. So let's leave now this this uh, this uh, 18th chapter, and we're gonna go over now as we continue. Uh, I'm just gonna skip 18, and we're gonna go to uh, I'm sorry 19, and go up to verse number chapter number 20, and we're gonna stay with Abraham again. Uh, if you, when you have time, uh, please read chapter 19, and you'll see that's the story of Solomon Gomorrah, and uh, it's a famous story and. There are ruins over in the Middle East. If you ever get over there, you can uh, uh, see that area uh, that, that, that is spoken of in chapter 19. So here in, in chapter 20, we're going to go back again and see some things that Abraham faced earlier in life. Now they're going to come back again, and we're going to see how he handled them and see grace again uh, in chapter 20. And Abraham journeyed from this place, the place where he toward the south country. And dwelt there between Kadesh and Sur, and sojourned in Gerar. Gerar. And Abraham said to of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Amalek king of Gerar sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abraham in, day, in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are but a dead man for the woman which you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Verse number four says, But Amalek had not come near her, had not come near Sarah. And he said, Lord, will you slay also a righteous nation? So, again, as we talked earlier, Abraham saw had the same issue a few chapters back when he had went down to Egypt. And he told Sarah, he said, tell him I'm your brother because you're so beautiful, you're so, so desirable that I, he said that when you get down to Egypt, they're going to see you. They're going to look at me and say, that's his, her, her husband, kill me. And he said, it will be well with you, but not for me. And the same issue, uh, the same problem that faced Abraham in chapter 20, chapter earlier, chapter beyond, uh, prior chapters, now he faces it in chapter 20. And Abraham again looked to his flesh, which was an error, which was wrong. You know, not, you know, again, the reason I'm bringing these things up is to show you that God doesn't use perfect people because there are none. But God uses faithful people. People who will get up when they fall, who continue on in the faith, who will look back and say, now, I'm not saying you don't, you, you, you don't suffer for your, uh, for, your, uh, for your sins. And uh, many times when, Jesus, I'm not, I'm, let me clarify that. I'm not saying that there, are, there won't be situations where you suffer, let's put it that way. Before your sins, Jesus took care of all of our sins. But there are times when if you go down and rob the bank and you say, you know what? The Lord said that all things are mine. So you decide you go down and get you a gun and rob the bank. And oops, somehow or another you are captured. You are not going free because when you raise them and say, you know what? The Lord said all things are mine. The judge said, yes, there are. And, and 30 years from now, you can come out and tell me that you can tell that same story. But however, you're going to spend the next time with you and all your friends in the, uh, in, in, in the state prison. So what I'm trying to say is there are conditions, there are things, and, and there are consequences. Well, I should, there you go. There are consequences of sin. But Jesus forgave you before you went in and robbed the bank. But there is the price of your spiritual price has already been paid. Jesus paid it. And you, you can be, as I've often said, you can be the best uh, of ex-robber. 
in prison. You can start your prison ministry and preach and teach and whatever else that God will give you while you're in prison. But however you're going, you're found guilty. But what I'm trying to say is that we all have things that we come short of. And yet, by faith, if we continue on, get up out of our issue, confess our, thing, our, our, our sins to God, and move on. But we see here that this thing of fear came to Abraham. And we'll see later on in his life how that Abraham formed an army. Uh, in, pre in the previous chapters where, where Abraham, when, when Lot was captured, Abraham formed an army. But this was an area when it came to his wife that Abraham had weakness in. And yet I believe he overcame it because the Bible didn't call him uh, the father of faith because he wasn't. It didn't say he was perfect, but it says he continued on. He kept going, him and Sarah, fixed things and kept it moving. And so as we go on down in this, God says unto him, Yea, I know that thou didn't this, this, this in integrity of thy heart, for also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore I suffer thee not to touch her. Therefore restore the man his wife. For God, this is what God says about him again. He said, For he is a prophet. He shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, thou shalt surely die, thou and all that's yours. And so, again, we see that God has a man to hit that with a purpose. A man with his failures, with his faults. And yet each time we see him falling, grace shows up. The blessing shows up and say, I'm with you. You got to keep going. You got to keep going, Abraham. And Abraham did. And we don't have time to, I'm not going to, I'm going to end here today. But I pray that you will continue to read on the rest of this story and see how that God kept lifting this man and lifting this man and lifting his, this man because he was a son of God and a trusted God. He was a friend of God and a trusted man whom God loved. Father, I just pray today that you will continue to bless those who are listening to this broadcast, Lord. I pray, Lord, for those who are unsaved, who may be in prison or in jail, who may be sick, Lord who may be bound or facing issues, facing problems, facing, Lord, things that, that may seem impossible and that they cannot escape. But I pray in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are the prayer answerer. And I thank you, God, that you are the great deliverer. And we pray, God, that all is well with them, in their house, in their home, on their job, Lord. Sicknesses are healed. Hallelujah. Brokenness is brought back together. Marriages are restored, Lord. Sons are brought back, God. Daughters, Lord God, are set free. We claim these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And I pray again you join us again for the net broadcast of Journeys in Grace. <laughs>